everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast and we're so excited today. This is our very first episode of the When Hope Calls series of our podcast. <laughs> we don't really have a, a set name for this for this series, but we're excited to be talking about the new series from Hallmark Movies Now uh, called When Hope Calls. Uh, we had our first two episodes that streamed this week on starting on Friday and uh, we're going to talk it all out in, in the, the new show and what we thought. I'm Rachel and I'm really excited today to be joined by our very favorite co-host Amy is here. Hello! Yes and uh, and Cammie's here. Hi! <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, I'm so excited to be doing this. This show, this show was so awesome. I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So, Amy, you weren't here for a preview, and um, I haven't listened to it yet either. So. <laughs> okay, good. But, uh, so, were you pretty excited about the show going into it, or nervous? Yes. I am. I was so, so super excited. I got home at like 10 o'clock at night, and I was like, "All right, I gotta watch two episodes of this really quick." Because I'm just so, so excited for this series. I cannot wait. And Cami is giving me the shame on you for not listening to it. I am over 20 episodes behind on my own podcast. I swear I'm listening to them all. I promise. I will do it. I will finish. It will happen. Nobody listens to them all. No. <laughs> I will do it. I am going to do it. <laughs> we, make, we make a lot. It, it, it's all good. Uh, so, yeah. we. I was definitely looking forward to it. I thought that the preview show that they had was very strong and uh, so and I liked the cast and so still was looking forward to see what it could offer and uh, overall I was very pleased with these two episodes. I thought that they were really strong and uh, I liked all of the characters and I, I, I was I wasn't bored like I am sometimes with one calls the heart. Um, <laughs> I heard that. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And so, Amy, what was your overall thoughts about these two episodes? Um, I think it was definitely, you could tell it was a beginner, like that this is the beginning, which, I mean, even when One Calls the Heart started, it was still like, you could tell they're getting their flow kind of thing. Like they aren't um, 100% like together and know each other yet. So it was definitely like a new show I could tell, but I think that they're coming together really quickly and that they're going to fit in really well with the um Hardy's like community cinematic universe I don't know what we're calling it yet but I think it's going to fit in well <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, when did you think Kim you said you really enjoyed it I did I thought it was really well done I thought the flow was very smooth and there are a lot of times when the pilot episode of a series is the shakiest but I thought that both of these were very very strong and so much happened uh -huh. you know, it it didn't feel like they were trying to get their feet wet it felt like they plunged in feet first and just dove in and so much happened and there were already character arcs in the first two episodes and you know things were established and relationships were established I thought it was I thought it was done very well. Mm -hmm. I did too. I, I, I really liked Lillian and Grace. I think it's going to be nice having two lead female characters in this series mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to, you know, One Calls Heart, which basically, I mean, I guess you could have said that Abigail was kind of a co-lead 
but I don't know. This feels more more like uh, uh, these are the these are sharing the the top of the call sheet. These two. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it being Elizabeth's story, which is fine, but this is just kind of it's kind of a refreshing thing to have. And yeah. Uh, and yeah, I. I, I liked the way they handled sort of the romance I thought was good um, um, for both of them, like the little little bits that you get. Well, before we get into the actual episode itself, we want to give a shout out to the sponsor of this episode of the podcast. It's a really cool uh, podcast that uh, is sponsoring us called The Newsworthy. And this is a really cool little podcast because sometimes listening to the news can be super depressing and super not a fun experience uh, and sort of a necessary evil. But in this case, I think they do a really good job of just giving, you have your, basically your headlines in little, a little 10 minute uh, little episode that they do, uh, that they try their best to be fair <laughs> and they manage to keep it just something if you just wanted to get just, I, I just want to get the, the headlines. I don't want I don't want all the rhetoric. I don't want all the hyperbole, all the other stuff that gets so unpleasant. This is a really nice way to go. And uh, it's, it's you know, around 10 minutes. So it's a real uh, nice little way to get your news update. Let's do it wherever podcasts are available. Check out thenewsworthy.com uh, to learn more. Dive into this episode. We, the first, the very first episode, uh, we get to meet Lillian and Grace, and we can see that they're just still kind of learning to to work together. And also, there you can see they have a big difference about sort of their idea on budgeting is very different. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, and so I don't know. What did you think of our sort of initial impressions of Lillian and Grace and their interactions together? What do you think, Amy? Um, I definitely think this is going to be kind of a, like the season of like a learning process for the two of them um, because they didn't necessarily grow up together. So there was kind of those like awkwardness, like with the money, like not having that same upbringing and like knowing how the other one is with certain things, whereas sisters who would have grown up together would have more of a similar um, like outlook on say the money. So I think there's going to be a lot of different things throughout this this season that are going to be them learning each other's um, cues and that type of stuff. Yeah. What did you think, Kimmy? Well, one thing that I noticed was that they had the exact same sigh. If you look in the in the end of the episode when they're talking about Lee and Rosemary leaving, both of them sigh the exact same way. Oh, I miss them already. Oh, I know. And I just thought, whoa, that was a perfect way to show that they came from the same family, but they had the different upbringings. At the very beginning, jumping back, when Grace was in the room and she saw the name, Lillian's name and her different heights through the years and just that heartbreak on her face at such a little thing that she never had. And... Lillian was very quick to notice that that is what was bothering her. So she picked up on that very quickly. But then when she goes to try to comfort her, she was very stiff and very awkward and didn't quite know how to comfort her. 
And so I thought that it was a perfect illustration of showing that, yes, they are sisters, but like Amy said, they're still getting used to each other. They're still getting to know each other and they don't really know each other in, in most senses of the word. But then my favorite part was at the very end when Lillian says in matters of romance, this is my first opportunity to be a big sister and so I thought, oh my goodness, because I even, I even wrote down while I was taking my notes, I said, sister girl talk, yay! <laughs> because they, because they don't know how to do that. They don't know how to have sister girl talk together. And, uh, and so, yeah, I thought that was the sweetest thing that that they were able to show that they are sisters, but they were able to show that they are still getting used to each other and still getting to know each other, especially as adults. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause even if they had grown up together, like living with your siblings is a different experience. Uh, I don't know. Then, then, under the same roof with your parents like it's it's different like I mean it was really good I you know I was a roommate with my sister in college uh, and that was a really positive experience but it's it's a different dynamic especially when you're bringing in budget into mm -hmm. things and, and how they the one you know wants to give the kids a treat and keep things light and fun for the kids and the others like oh we, we don't want to do that because we got to keep you know we got to keep expenses down uh, and uh, you know one thinks the idea of the cow is a good idea one doesn't like all that stuff is pretty gets pretty complicated pretty quickly i thought the cow thing was hysterical <laughs> eleanor the housekeeper brings it up as a joke and grace and grace says yeah let's do it <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I am looking forward to, I feel like in When Hope Calls, there's going to be more, um, unlike in When Calls a Heart, family dynamics, because there's permanent characters that are related, whereas like When Calls a Heart, we just see like, they'll come in for an episode or two. So I'm excited for it to be whole story arcs with like the family dynamic between Chuck and Tess. Is that his mom's name? I, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. yeah. And then the family dynamics between the sisters. And um, I'm really excited to actually see that like consistently with a huge arc rather than just them coming in for an episode or two. Cause that's not something we have on one girl's heart. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that will be nice and to see that sort of more sort of different message as far as because when calls the heart is all about community and fan community family uh mm -hmm. and there definitely was that here but i think this will be a little bit more about family family yeah, yeah especially since chuck's uncle then runs the hotel so like it it seems like okay there's going to be family throughout the whole town that in some way people are related and stuff like that which i think is really cool yeah. Including the dirty family secrets, which apparently have already started to come to light. <laughs> and cause problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I guess we should talk about that. So there's some kind of bad blood between Tess and uh, and Grace and, and Lillian. And she, her, something happened uh, between uh, Lillian, I think Lillian's family and mm -hmm. and uh tess's husband yeah there's something going on there what do you all think of that that was... is wow yeah i mean for tess to for tess to say 
I'm so proud of my brother-in-law for his hotel and my husband would be really proud, but he can't be because your father, because of your father, he isn't here. And I thought, oh, wow. And she is, Tess seems very determined to stick to the grudge, stick <laughs> to holding Lillian accountable and anyone who's associated with her. And I thought, poor Lillian, because every time she sees Tess, she says, good morning. She walks up to her and says, you must be so proud of Ronnie. She's trying to make amends. We don't know exactly what happened, but we do know that it's something that Tess is blaming Lillian's family for, and she is trying so hard to make it better and be kind and she just keeps getting shot down yeah yeah how long do you think that they're going to sort of stretch that out uh, uh, one of the things that frustrated me in the good witch this season is i felt like they had these really fun dishy plots but then they would like solve it in two episodes one episode and there could have been so much more character development and more done with the story but I don't know, it was weird. And so I'm kind of wondering, I'm hoping that they will that they will carry this out at least through the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want them to carry it then too long because then it's just like, oh, when will yeah. they engage kind of a thing? It gets frustrating. But, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I don't know. I hope they find that balance. Yeah, I would like it if, I don't know, maybe like halfway through the season or three quarters of the way, Grace finds out what had happened. And then maybe trying to like reconcile or at least have them see common ground because I don't think it's something that necessarily Lillian needs to be blamed for. And even if her father, let's just say Lillian's father did something really, really bad and it was his fault that Chuck's father is no longer there. Let's just say that was, even if it was, should she blame his daughter for what he did? No. So hope maybe Grace will be like, the new sounding board and help them, you know, at least get along and agree that it wasn't Lillian's fault for whatever had happened. Well, it sounds like, like it sounds like Grace knows what happens because oh, okay. she, she said to Chuck when he was checking out Virginia, the cow, uh, she says, Hey, I'm sorry about what happened to your dad. And I know Lillian is too. So Mm-hmm. It sounds like we're the ones who are in the dark and <laughs> wish granted, Rachel, they didn't solve it in the first two episodes. So yeah, yeah. that's true. I, I just, I hope that they, uh, I, I hope they use that plot line effectively and I think they will, but, uh, but yeah, it's an interesting one that uh, I, I, I think, I don't know. Tess is an interesting character because uh, I, she definitely came across as really unlikable and I, I, I don't know if they, how much, I don't know if they were trying to make her seem more likable than at least to me that she came off as pretty, especially when she's like working with that guy who end up kind of the, the, that, that well there, first of all, there was the, the man who was really mad at her. About, Ken Newsome. Yeah. yeah. And so there's that plot line. But then also just sort of her, like her working with that guy about the, 
the the fire and that that sort of I don't know it was kind of like oh wow they're really pushing making her seem pretty unlikable oh mm-hmm. Ben the Ben the feed store owner yeah. Um, yeah yeah and do you know what I thought was so funny is there's all of this horrible bad blood between the families but when Lillian gets pulled out of the infirmary fire completely unconscious Tess is practically cuddling her I thought what the yeah. Well, oh, she might man. be mad at her, but I don't know if she wants her to die. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. But I don't know. I just felt like, come on, these are little boys. Like, you're you're really gonna be sort of uh, conspiring with this with this other guy about like these these little kids. I don't know. It, I they have to be really careful, I think, with that character because mm-hmm. I mean, not wanting to sell the the cow to it's like an orphanage i mean come on you know it's like <laughs> yeah well and then she's worried too much of an ebenezer scrooge i mean come on well and then she's she's talking to ronnie and she says i'm not worried about how much gabe knows i what has me worried is what he'll find out i thought oh mm. my mm. Hmm. what did they do uh-huh yeah i yeah, I wonder if there was some kind of, they maybe they were part of some kind of crime or something like that, and it didn't end up well for her husband or. Yeah, well, Lillian's parents aren't around either. So, did this act like my thought process? Did this accident that happened to Chuck's father? Did something similar happen to Lillian's father as well? And like that whole situation is blame because Lillian's parents aren't around either. So we don't know what happened to them. So. Yeah. I'm wondering if that is somehow intertwined and intermixed what had happened. So yeah, I was curious about the same thing. Yeah. And we don't know how much Gabe knows uh, mm-hmm. with the Mountie about all of this. And, uh, and so I don't know. Yeah. It kind of makes me wonder if maybe they, they were involved in some kind of crime of some kind mm-hmm. uh, and we'll find out that, Oh, they were just doing it because there were, hungry or needed you know like it was a last ditch effort or they they were going after some bad guy or something like that or uh, there'll be some kind of wrinkle to it probably <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it's like a really a robin hood kind of thing but but uh but it didn't go well i don't know it'll be it'll be interesting to see uh mm-hmm. what uh, what happened so uh yeah the uh let's see um so how did you think that both of these dudes came off. We had Mountie Gabe, who says that a Mountie's job is never done. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then you had Chuck, who is your town veterinarian slash, uh, slash sometimes doctor. <laughs> um, what did we think of them? Uh, were you swooning, uh, Amy? Yeah, I was with Chuck, but also I was like, I do not want a veterinarian to be my doctor. Like, I don't, that's just, no. But I mean, like, people in the town were like, we can t- we'll take what we can get. But like, still, I would be like, I will wait. <laughs> I will wait for a real doctor. But, um, but yeah, no, Chuck is very handsome, very handsome young man. Love a guy on horseback. Really great. Gabe is also very cute. And I'm looking forward for their, um, hopefully their love, like love interest storylines with Lillian and Grace. And hopefully those actually happen. It's not like, you know, three seasons from now. And I'm like, okay, so are they going to date? Or like, is this just going to be like witty banter for the rest of their lives? Have you ever seen uh, the movie Baby Boom? 
with Dankin. Uh, she plays this, it's pretty fun. She plays this uh, like workaholic who ends up uh, getting this baby. I've seen it. She ends up in the country and she gets in at like a fender bender and she's, uh, she's at the, she goes to the town doctor not realizing that he's a veterinarian and she's all telling him all these things and he's like <laughs> he's like well I have all these other patients and whatever <laughs> and he's like, oh, sorry this is a horse <laughs> it's pretty good you should you should check it out but uh <laughs> anyway, um it just made me made me think of that but but yeah I thought that the there's particularly the actor who played Chuck was very swoon worthy he definitely has that whole sort of a long lingering smoldering stare down he's got it <laughs> mm-hmm. oh and rachel i figured out how to say his last name oh good hovanessian <laughs> hovanessian and it's armenian oh, oh interesting okay. and hatanaka is japanese oh. so rj hatanaka is from Japanese descent. Look at that. Okay, good. Uh, so yeah, he, I, I just thought he was he was doing really good with that. Like, I'm gonna look at you across the room, and I'm really interested, but I'm not gonna say any. You know, I'm not gonna <laughs> say anything. Like he was he was he was very good. I think mm-hmm. that Mountie Gabe, he uh, he did a, he did a good job, but I was uh, less enamored with him. I, I mm-hmm. like Chuck definitely stole a show. Yeah, for me, totally. <laughs> we're gonna have to you know that mounty he's gonna have to prove himself as a mounty you know yeah he's, he's not there yet <laughs> the bar is high mm-hmm. uh so yeah so we have all this stuff with the cow and then there's also immediately some animosity about the orphans uh, about them you know can they take care of these orphans first of all then also are they going to be some kind of like burden on the town uh one thing I know is how many orphans are there? Do we know? I counted six. Yeah, I'm there are six. Sure. Is that right? Okay. Helen, <laughs> Sophia, Fred, Mary Louise, Christian, and Vincent. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Believe so. Okay, good. And <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And uh, it was interesting. What did you think of the character of Pearl, the, uh, uh, the uh, person of color, woman with the daughter? Uh, that was kind of upset about the orphans at the beginning, but then yeah. uh, when they helped her daughter at the fire, she kind of came around. What did you well, think of, of her character? I Every town had... needs a busybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I you think mean? she had a. I think she had a great storyline to be the one who was discriminating against them, mm-hmm. and the one that was pinpointing everything that could be wrong with them. And then she's forced to rely on them with the fire. And she's very hesitant about letting her daughter go with Grace, but she does not have a choice. And just the fact that Lillian said, take all the children in town back to the orphanage is amazing. And Uh that's the way that Lillian is. But then, so the fact that Pearl has to rely on Grace and Lillian to take care of her daughter and then for her to come to grips with that fact and then at the very end so much is said with so few words you know Lillian gives that little smile and says 
would you like some soup and some <clears throat> fresh milk? I thought, oh my goodness. For her to say, yeah, everything's cool. Everything's fine. There's no animosity. There's no hard feelings. And for Pearl to just be in tears that her daughter is safe and that these two young women that she had obviously misjudged have taken such good care of her daughter. It was a very sweet moment and a very good arc for one episode. Mm -hmm. I think so too. And I, you know, it's nice to see a little bit of diversity in this casting. And I I thought it's it's Kim Roberts is the name of the actress. I thought she did a good job. So then there's the grand, it's the grand opening of the hotel. Uh, We find out that this is uh, Tess's, brother-in-law right yeah yeah that is opening the hotel but it's it's getting it got a big re- refurbishment and everybody's pretty excited about it and and then there across the street there's a big fire at the uh at the store that's run by a guy named joe mm-hmm. and uh the and i feel like i've seen that actor who plays joe i can tell you where in a ton of homework <laughs> stuff i feel like I mm-hmm. his his name is jefferson brown and he was a character on good witch for a while he hmm. played he played the character of stephanie's boyfriend i knew it was ben uh, oh yes. okay <laughs> why did you leave us ben yeah the, he's <laughs> the best i didn't have time to look it up so thank you for looking it up but uh i i, I was like i think that's him but i i wasn't sure but yeah he was the best by far out of any of the love interests or stuff <laughs> i recently oh. have been binge watching good witch just for fun and so i noticed that jefferson brown who plays joe Neil Crone, who plays Ronnie, and Jocelyn were all three on Good Witch. And I just thought that was funny. And Jocelyn's character was on Good Witch was making fun of Bailey Madison's character named Grace. And now she's playing someone named Grace. That's just funny, cute connections. Yeah, there mm-hmm. you go. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, so there's this fire and um the lillian goes into the fire to save the doctor but then our mountie saves lillian which was pretty swoon worthy that was definitely his most swoon worthy moment (laughs) (laughs) yes it was and can i can i just put a little point in there so uh one of the things that i was tweeting uh at the tweet fest was i asked rj hatanaka do you have martial arts experience? Because that was quite the kick. (laughs) And he, and he comes in and says, yes, I actually do have martial arts experience. And the other one was when he's at the burn site and he's got the baseball in his hand. Mm -hmm. And then he kind of looks off into the distance and he does that little, that little uh, flip from one hand to the other with the baseball. I said, okay. I, and I tweeted this. I said, either Mountie Gabriel or RJ Hatanaka has baseball experience because <laughs> that small little, that small little toss was way too good. And, and he commented and said, good observation. I've been playing my whole life. And I just thought, <laughs> man, awesome. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, 
funny. Uh, yeah, so this is when we find out about sweet little Sophia. Was she just your favorite? So cute. A note to her mother, uh, who was sick in the hospital. And, uh, and then before she could give the letter, uh, her mother passed away. And so when the, when they are all there together with the, you know, the fire, she's very, very upset. And she's talking to Lillian and, uh, and then, uh, she ends up giving Lillian the note that she had written for her mom. And that was all, I mean, waterworks, right? Uh huh. Yeah. What'd you think, Amy, of little Sophia? Uh, she was super cute and it's just, um, some very emotional, uh, scenes that uh especially that she thinks now of Lillian as that um important figure in her life um the only thing that I saw is just my thought process is that an orphanage that you are your intent is to try and get the children into homes and it almost seems like Sophia is so attached to Lillian as like a mother figure are we not going to see any of these kids adopted? It's kind of my worry. I don't think we okay. are going to see any of them adopted. I, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's more of a, almost more of a, a, a long-term foster care situation or something like that. But so then are they not going to be able to take other kids in because they're full? It, it just, I, it I seems. Think so I think this is just going to be, and that's probably more realistic what you're saying Mm-hmm. But I, I have a feeling for the purpose of the show that this basically going to be a family with these six kids. I don't think they're going to be any in and out or I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, you if you, well, if you listen, Lillian says to her, giving that, her that big hug and says, I will always be here for you. So I don't know. I mean, it's very possible that maybe the kids could be adopted by people in the town so they can still stay in the town and maybe they'll get one or two children more the the biggest thing is we just don't know we yeah. just don't know what the situation is because brand new show brand new episodes and an orphanage is such an unsure setting yeah. that it could I, be I think the only way we're going to lose any of these kids is if they aren't in the cast anymore for some reason like they mm-hmm. I, that's the only reason i can see an arc with one of them getting adopted uh because i don't know it just i mean uh, would really surprise me with the time period in reality at an orphanage we'd see some of the children probably pass from different illnesses and stuff and that's definitely they're definitely not going to do that so um you know I, i'm just so if we're going to keep the kids that's cool it just it'd be I feel like it'd be better if they were able to, you know, create families and have the children be adopted. I think that'd be cool. Well, I mean, but. it does create an awkwardness with the romantic side of things because mm-hmm. if uh, if they get married, you know, if 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 Grace gets married uh, or Lillian gets married, then what happens next? It's breaking up this little. Uh, with the two moms kind of basically just like all right i'll take three and you take three which ones do you want like or i'll take the boys you take the girls like i don't know (laughs) yeah it would be weird so i don't know it's a trick that is a tricky element to this all thing but it was a sweet scene and i think that sophia and mary louise are the uh, the the standouts of Mm -hmm. the 
they're they're really really uh cute yeah before we dive into episode two i just want to give a shout out to our sponsor the newsworthy podcast that's no spaces the newsworthy and it's a really really cool podcast where you can get just a little dose of the news in a fun fair fast way uh so it's not going to drag you down but it's going to inform you and keep you uh, up to date on the big headlines that are happening because uh, that's all you really need. You don't need uh, hours and hours of arguing and debate and all this other stuff. You just need to know, okay, got my, uh, got my uh, basic knowledge of what's going on and then uh, and you can go from there. And, and they do it in a really entertaining, fun way. And so you can find it wherever podcasts are available uh, or you can go to thenewsworthy.com and we'll have a link in the description. You should check it out. So let's dive into episode two. Uh, we have uh, we have uh, Mary. Uh, we have Mary Louise being adorable. <laughs> we find out that she knows how to milk a cow, which I feel like mm-hmm. almost all of these kids would know how to milk a cow. Not necessarily. Uh, it, it just depends on their upbringing. Yeah, if they came from the city necessarily, or I mean. I definitely you know, near the ocean or something would be different. Lillian definitely would. I mean, she grew up in that house in the country. I feel like it would be. I mean, they're not going to get their milk delivered in a, in a country house like that. I see the way that that house is like it's so huge and it's at the edge of town like that. It gives me impression that maybe Lillian's family was very well off mm-hmm. because of that huge house. So I was thinking, well, maybe she was, oh, you know. Servants. Yeah, and you know, their housekeeper, maybe that was hers when she was little, like, they had... I was wondering the same thing, where did Eleanor come from? Was she the family's housekeeper? Mm -hmm. Did they hire her on? Yeah. Yeah, and and we get some major great Chuck lingering looks on (laughs) Grace. I love those. That's my favorite. (laughs) I mean, it's not quite as good as a british lingering look like that's the best in like an austin movie you've got like your your mr darcy just like staring uncomfortably at lizzie for hours i i love it those blue eyes uh, well, but, you, but you've he, got the you've got the brit so you've got the long lasting looks and you've got maggie parsons the british nurse so maybe we need some long lingering stares from from maggie for sure but uh, <laughs> but that's my favorite. I love that in romances uh, when the dude is just like, he's just staring like mm-hmm. beautiful and great. Um, <laughs> and so we get uh, Leland and Rosemary coming from, obviously from One Called Heart, from Hope Valley to bring the Yay! lumber. And I feel, I, of course I love them and they're my favorite, but I feel like it was a little early to bring them in. Mm. Uh, just yeah. because we're just sort of getting our our feet wet with these new people and I, I, I don't know I just I feel like I, I could have had maybe one or two more episodes before we had that sort of because I, I was talking you know I was talking with some of the people about well what did you think what was your favorite part what did what really stood out to you about these two oh Ro- Lee and Rosemary were the best I'm like oh see I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know I feel like that was too soon to bring them on see I, I was trying to like think of other crossover shows and if there was cameos because like I watch all this the CW cinematic universes 
um, episodes, like in the first episode of the new series, is, it would normally be like that person was there for like a minute not in the first episode and then it was like the 10th episode that they would do the whole like everyone is together type of thing um so i i could see where it was a little bit too soon but the thing is though too unlike on tv where you know you have 24 episodes to work with like even the Grey's anatomy crossovers and stuff there's only what 10 episodes in this season right so it's a lot shorter and they have to condense it a lot so yeah i mean even I feel like even having them in in the third episode because they knew these two were coming out together i think mm-hmm. that would have been better uh and just to have it be just this cast for this initial sort of rollout uh i don't know it like i didn't i liked them they were amazing but i don't know i just feel like it was too soon i think, think it kind of set the tone you liked it, it- I, I mean, I, I didn't dislike it at all. And I loved, I loved them and I loved their interaction, but I think it almost, I think it helped to set the tone a little bit mm-hmm. to, uh, to help them say, this is when calls the heart helping, mm-hmm. helping when hope calls scoot along and, and get off of it and get on its feet. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just, I really liked it. And, and then just seeing just seeing people from Hope Valley interact with people from Brookfield. And because it wasn't just Lillian and Grace that they interacted with. I mean, yeah. Lee's, Lee's conversations with Joe. Oh my gosh. Because Lee has become the voice of wisdom on, yeah. on when calls the heart. And so for him to be able to say, I know that look, I know that yeah. look. And, you know, just to encourage him and to also kind of be that voice of authority for the boys, you know, when they were fixing the water spout, don't wait to be asked. I don't know. I I really liked it. I thought that it was a a good way to almost show, I mean, it's the same producer, so this isn't exactly the case, but to, in a way, show that when calls the heart was giving, when hope calls its blessing, almost. (laughs) And just to kind of get it up on its feet, to give it a little boost, and I don't, I don't know. I I thought it was I I thought it was fun. Yeah, I mean I I liked everything. I just think it was too soon, but that's okay. All right, so let's uh, let's let's talk about what happened. So we find out that uh, that Gabe is interviewing the two of the kids. You have Christian and Vincent that we're seeing kind of running away from the fire or around the fire they're the ones that announced that there it was a fire and so they're interviewing he's interviewing them it turns out they're kind of a suspect which is making everybody kind of more you know concerned about the orphans and they have to be really careful about this because i I mean (laughs) i they it just it's kind of like you're not allowed to hate puppies unless you're Cruella DeVille and like unless you want to be Cruella DeVille in a movie you know what I mean like there's just certain Mm -hmm. that like will inherently make your character unlikable and I feel like orphans like cute little orphans are kind of pretty close to puppies like (laughs) I mean if you're being like super mean to these cute little orphans like that's a they have to walk a very fine line there and I mean (laughs) it kind of makes me think of a 
oh gosh, these, I think it's the second to last Love Comes Softly movie where, where the Lou Diamond Phillips is where she was like, I hate the orphans, you know, I gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta get rid of the orphans. They're, they're, they're giving the kids, they're giving the town, they're polluting the water or whatever. And <laughs> it's just like, calm down people. These are little yeah. tiny children. Like, what? And see the way they were talking about these kids on like, what are they running around town, like stealing things? or like breaking things or looting or whatever. No, they're not. They're literally well-behaved children. They go to school and they go home. Like they're not doing, like I could see if the orphanage was just like, oh, the person is not taking care of these kids. And then these kids are just running around town, you know, stealing things and breaking things. Then I'd understand why they didn't like the orphanage all that much, but they're pretty well-behaved kids from what we saw. And they just, you know, they go to school, they hang out with Lillian and Grace and they go home. Like they're not doing anything bad. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, even if they are doing bad things, like, I, I don't know, they just have to be really careful about that <laughs> tone there, be like, I, I like I said, hey, you're not allowed to eat puppies, you're not allowed to eat little cute orphans, like, what is going on? I mean, can, I don't you think... imagine in, can you imagine in One Calls the Heart if there were, like, people who were like, oh, well, a scourge, a scourge <laughs> on the town, like, what? We gotta get rid of we gotta get rid of this 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 cute little girl like what so i don't know they're 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 really it's a very very fine line they're walking here i felt about like uh the but these two boys are the suspects and uh so that causes all kinds of shenanigans to to uh but i did think it was interesting that that they actually did make the boys did lie mm-hmm. and so there was kind of a a reason to they did they did do something wrong which was uh i thought an interesting way to go with it well and orphans just the very word had kind of a bad rap back then and for them to i thought that they handled it really well with the fact that they were lying they were holding something back like you said but that they weren't being malicious. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that was all really well handled. And the fact that Gabe, I don't think that he thought they did it maliciously. And so when he was, when he was interviewing them, he just wanted to get to the bottom of things. Now he was a little bit abrupt and he did yeah. it and he freaked them out because you got someone coming up in a red serge jacket, asking you very official questions, taking the notebook out of his pocket and writing down everything he's, everything they say. So yeah, it's going to freak them out. Uh, it's, but it's, it's writing that line between like in Anna Green Gables, somebody you have somebody like Rachel Lynn who's kind of like uppity and, and a little judgy but but like it has a heart of gold uh and uh or someone like uh um Josie Pyle you know who's like a little bit catty and a little bit and it, 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 whereas like in Anne with an E show it was like everyone hates Anne this is, this is like the worst person in the world you know you're like what is going on and so they just have you have to like ride that line like Rachel Lynn and, and Josie you know wow those are fine they like, that's fine but none of this like they're a scourge on our community like I don't know they have to be careful with that but they did good and yeah Gabe was real cute with the two boys so uh he uh he, he had a pretty good episode and 
you know, of course that's hard for Lillian and Grace to know kind of what to do. Cause then of course the boys are like, well, you don't trust us. Yeah. And they, uh, so that that's a tricky, cause they're just figuring out how to be parents uh, for six kids. Like that's, I can't even imagine. I used to have these, uh, cause I have, I have three siblings who are way younger than me. And I used to have these nightmares that I had to help sit and like parent them. And I'm like, oh no, like, <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, cause that, so that would be really, really, really hard to be the age of, of Grace and Lillian and trying to parent these six kids it would be very difficult. So anyway, uh, then we have Chuck is treating people at the hotel. <laughs> He's the veterinarian treating people. And just to um, be clear, I'm only treating people today. <laughs> yeah. The guy with the, what was it, like a goat was like a very goat. disappointed. Yeah. Like, what do you mean you won't treat my goat? Like, isn't that your job? Well, no, we got people today. And, <laughs> uh, and that's when we get introduced, introduced to Maggie, who's our town Brit, the new nurse. That was very convenient that she came right then. Mm -hmm. after the fire and uh and then we find that uh joe is uh looking to uh take over the old like it's like a mill i think store a trading trading company. post trading company okay yeah and uh that you know i love that in hallmark when it's like <laughs> this is nobody's used to this this uh store this uh, storefront for for decades it's so out of repair and, and it's like all it needs is a paint and like there's a few cobwebs. <laughs> like, what's going on? I know. Also, this town is so bright. Sorry, side note. Such a bright town. And I'm like, I if this was really colorful. If, <laughs> but if this was really 1915, would it have been this color? Probably not. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> um but, uh, but anyway, and so, yeah, what did you guys think of Maggie? Were you a fan? Uh, you warm up to her right away? or She's adorable. I think she's going to be a really strong-headed, like, female character. Like, she's going to have all the opinions, and she's going to try to bring new things in, and people are not going to be as receptive because, like, the natural medicine she did and stuff. So I think she's going to be really strong-headed. She's going to bring that, like, fierce Britishness to the town and, I think not everyone's gonna always agree with her, which is gonna be kind of fun. Yeah, that was hilarious when she's like, she's just ripping open the guy's pant leg. She's like putting the, I don't know, that whole scene was like. And it's 1915, so like, let's think yeah. about what that, like, that would have been the no no. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that was really funny. I, I think the whole historical accuracy thing with both of these shows has gone out the window at this point, but I'm still gonna hope for it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they forgot World War One. World War One. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty big. Also, if it is 1915, didn't they show this? Say the show starts in 1915, or was it 16? 1916. Yeah. 1916. Okay. Didn't When Calls the Heart start in 1910? So at some point, two seasons was the same year of When Calls the Heart. Right. Like, yeah. I don't think the years work out. Like with the, cause then there was like New Year's and then Christmas. I don't think the years exactly work out with Wayne Calls to Heart, but you know what? It's fine. Whatever. We're not keeping the calendar here. We'll just, I got to move on in my brain. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you can, if you can ignore a, a, 
the the, the great war the war to end <laughs> yeah. wars hey, yeah. we've, 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 uh, so back to maggie <laughs> do, do you feel like maggie is kind of brookfield's rosemary um, I could see that. I could see her having the strong-headedness that Rosemary has, or the determination. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I think she would be a, I think she would be kind of an Abigail-Rosemary mix, mm -hmm. because Abigail was kind of the town's leader and, until she went to go take care of her sick mother, and she also, and then Rosemary had the strong personality. So, I, yeah, I think that she was a good uh, Rosemary and Abigail mix and Maggie is also very well traveled, well educated. That one shot of her suitcase, did you see mm -hmm. that with yeah. the with the travel stickers all over it? I thought that was brilliant because it showed in two seconds something that a ton of words would have had to say, but we got it immediately. And I thought, oh man, that was such a great way to illustrate that she's been a lot of places. She's learned a lot of things and she's bringing all of that experience to Brookfield. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's sort of like Abigail in the sense of also that there's not an obvious love interest for Maggie in the town. I'm, I'm sure they'll introduce somebody at some point, but there's nobody, I mean, I get, nobody that I would say is natural, like, oh, okay. there, th this is like obviously with Grayson. Lillian, it's obvious who their their love interests are, but it's not as clear with uh, mm -hmm. Maggie. So that's kind of similar to Abigail. But yeah, I thought she was fun. She was charming. I I, I enjoyed that. And they didn't have much of a filter. <laughs> she said the the prickly the prickly hotel owner. You know, that's my uncle, right? Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. The, <laughs> Prickly's being generous. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Well, her and uh, and that, I mean, that would be very similar to Rosemary. And just how yeah. she just thought of everything different and was very forward with her opinion and mm -hmm. you know, sweet and likable in the same way. So, yeah. And then uh, we find out that, uh, that Tess and that other dude saw the two boys running from the fire. And, uh, but then we also get this guy, other guy that thinks that uh, Tess is stealing his cows. So there's some drama with all of that. And, uh, and we then Gabe finds ba the baseball, like you were saying in the fire. And uh, so that's getting kind of, Oh no, what did they do? And uh, then the, the kids put on a play for, uh, for <laughs> Rosemary, which was so cute. Mm -hmm. And that uh, the which is the they were all really cute with, uh, but I think it was um, Sophia was the one that particularly interacted with Rosemary. And, yes, she yeah. was the princess. Yeah, so that was really really cute. And uh, the uh, the Joe is going to leave uh, the town to be with his cousins, and that that made me laugh. Like <laughs> that's very like. You're coming with your cousins? Why is this? <laughs> That's very Rachel, Rachel, can I put something in about the play really quick? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian Bird tweeted, 
Rosemary is a stage mom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, just, it, was, it was so, and it was totally, it was totally right because she's loving every second and she's doing the actions with them. And I thought stage mom is the perfect description. And one other thing about the play is I loved the fact that Lillian joined in, mm -hmm. that she donned her owl mask and she went in on it. I thought that was a perfect way to show that Lillian is not all business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was cute. I was a little bit confused about the whole Palomino club thing. What, what on earth, what's going on? So the, there's like a... A cattleman's association uh, next door. Uh, and so they were meeting and who was there at the Palom Palomino thing? Because everybody else was so at the hotel. So the Palomino, the Palomino thing was just the, the horse that was outside. Mm -hmm. So the Cattlemen's Association is inside the building, and that's where the boys heard the glass breaking. They were in the infirmary. It took me, I had to watch it twice. Mm -hmm. I said, wait, wait, hold on, what? Like, what happened, yeah. Yeah, so the boys were in the infirmary trying to look at the skeleton that the doctor had in his office. Then on the other side of the wall, they, that's the Cattlemen's Association, and they heard glass breaking, and they saw a Palomino horse outside. Oh, for some reason, <laughs> I thought it was a Palomino Association. I'm like, what is this, a, a polo club? Like, I don't understand <laughs> what's, what's going on. But, uh, uh, but yeah, so the records, I guess. That's what, that's what took me a while. The records that were destroyed were in the Cattlemen's Association building. So, and this guy that's mad at Tess needed those records, right? Yeah. He didn't necessarily need them, but he wanted to prove that something fishy is going on and that his cows are being stolen. Mm -hmm. But the record in that had, the records were, were part of that. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, so it's all the, the tangled web is being we <laughs> and uh, the, uh, let's see here, do, 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 do. I, we do get a cute little scene between Lillian and Gabe where she says, she says, thank you for saving my life. And they're all flirty and cute. I liked that. That was for good. about a split second yeah. <laughs> and then it's all back to business. Mm -hmm. I, noticed, I noticed in the first episode and it took me watching it my second time through that Gabe held her hand when when she was unconscious he was he was holding her hand and I was watching with my husband and I said oh isn't that cute and my husband whispers to me yeah she's unconscious so he can get away with it <laughs> because, <laughs> because if she hadn't been then I mean that's a very yeah. valid point. She's very businesslike. She's very mm -hmm. organized. She's very all about the kids. And so, yeah, she says, thank you for saving my life. I'm going to let myself look at you for one sec. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was very, like, a very damsel in distress moment for, uh, for Lillian. <laughs> yeah. She's probably not used to that. No. Mm -hmm. And so the, the kids, uh, the boys admit that they lied and, uh, and I think the Grace and Lillian have to be really careful because, uh, the, the, the boys were being a little manipulative of them. Like what, mm -hmm. what do you, 
you not trust me you don't like me because i'm not you're not really my mom kind of they were sort of playing that kind of card yeah. and it's like you if you're gonna parent successfully parent these kids you have to have you can't let them do that to I also think the boys yeah. were projecting real feelings, you know, because mm -hmm. they're feeling rejected in the town and you're just like all of them. You don't, you don't trust us. So yeah. yeah, they were being manipulative. And, but I also think that those were some true feelings coming out. And I really liked the way that the boys played their guilt in varying mm -hmm. degrees until they finally came clean. Yeah. And we also don't know where these boys origin, like where they came from. For all we know, they could have been tossed around to five different orphanages already. Right. And so they've learned to put up this like front to like take care of themselves. And um, that's something that Lillian and Grace are going to have to, you know, work on and be like, you can trust that, that type of thing. Because we don't know. For all we know, they could have been on the streets by themselves for a period of time. We don't know what their walls are and where they were beforehand and that's with all the kids we don't really know i mean all that's important but you also have to uh if you want to be a successful parent you have to uh you have to be respected by the kids and you have to uh not you know allow them to sort of emotionally manipulate you like that do so, you think that they did a good job with that because i thought the way that Grace and Lillian handled the whole thing was well done. I think, I mean, they're still learning, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. So, with for them. where they, yeah, where they were is what I meant. Mm -hmm. where, where they were, I think that they, you know, because yeah. with, uh, with Lillian, that's another reason why I think that Rosemary and Lee coming in in this episode was a good idea because Rosemary was able to kind of be the mentor for uh -huh. Lillian and Lillian felt like she could go to Rosemary to ask her how do you can, how can you tell when someone's lying because she feels like she's in over her head and she doesn't know uh -huh. how to handle things quite yet mm -hmm. yeah 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 I mean I can see that I don't know uh it, 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 it yeah I can see I can see that uh, so, all right, then uh, they, uh, they, they restore Joe's store, and that was very exciting, uh, very sweet, and, uh, you know, Eleanor says, don't, you don't have to travel to find family, you have it right here, so it was very, that was very well called for her. <laughs> that, and here's to your terrible decision. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Eleanor's a hoot. Um, <laughs> And then we find out that someone with a Palomino set the fire and that Tess has one. So it's like, ooh. <laughs> We're pretty sure that she didn't do it, <laughs> knowing these kind of things. But, uh, but uh, that's, that was sort of the tease leaving out. And then mm -hmm. also uh, Chuck asked Grace uh, to go to lunch, and uh, which... <laughs> in, in the world of wind calls the heart this is like very fast -forward. yes they're like finally so quickly <laughs> but uh but she says no at first because she doesn't feel like she can go on a date with somebody who has the family has this bad history and has treated lillian's family badly and but lillian overhears it and so she tells grace that she should still she should accept and uh, go on the lunch date so i guess that's what's coming up next week so that should be fun so yeah I'm i want to know who's in the cuffs 
if you saw the preview for the next episode, there's someone in cuffs. Yeah. I want to know who's in the cuffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who are they transporting or like, what is that going on? It's, yeah. <laughs> Do we think, are we going to see, we're going to see Nate, uh, Nathan mm-hmm. on the show. Is that the only other cameo you think we're going to get? Uh, based on the preview special, I think that, yeah, that's it. That's the only other advertised one, at yeah. least in this season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, very good. Uh, so it's a pretty strong start, I think. I, I felt really pleased with it. I'd probably give it just both episodes. I'd probably give it like a four crowns start. I think <laughs> they did a really good job. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes, continues to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, would you, what would you give it as far as a start uh, out of five uh, crowns, uh, Cammie? I'm I'm with you. I'd say I'd say four, maybe mm-hmm. even five. I just I really really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would, especially when I first heard about it. Mm-hmm. I I wasn't I wasn't as excited, and then I got more and more as time went on. But it I I really enjoyed it. I thought the characters I thought the characters were wonderful, and I thought that and I thought everybody did a great job i I was i was very pleased yeah yeah you agree amy um yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna give it like a three though because i think there's room for improvement and room for more and i think i'm gonna get more excited as the season goes on very cool well very good Uh, let us know what your thoughts were put in the comment section or let us know on twitter we would love to talk about it and uh amy where can people find you uh you can find me on youtube instagram and twitter at it's amy craig Cammy, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook. I've got a Hooked Hardy page on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram at Cammy Drama Girl and Twitter at Cammy Drama Girl. And there's also my blog, hookedhardy.com. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all the social media, iTunes, and YouTube. So make sure to check that out. And make sure you're following the podcast at Homework Use Pod, all of our social media, and on iTunes and YouTube. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate it. And if you're listening, watching on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. Uh, we would really be grateful for that. And consider becoming a patron. We have so much fun on our patron uh, talking about the episodes and we have giveaways and it's just super fun. So the information will be in the description section for that. So thanks again. And we will be back together next week. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.